I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me, I have two very special guests. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the film Bombardier Blood, a new documentary about Mont- mountaineer Chris Bombardier, the first person with hemophilia to summit, summit Mount Everest and complete the seven summits. So Chris is standing by, as well as director Patrick James Lynch. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great yeah, to be thank, here. Thanks for Chris, having us. Chris, did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yeah, it's Bombardier. Yeah, it's Bombardier. super simple. Okay. <laughs> I have to say it a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no worries, though. I've, seen, I've heard all sorts of things. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so, Chris, I want to start with you because here, you know, you were born with this blood disorder, hemophilia. At yeah. what, um, t- tell me what that was like growing up because a lot of people don't know exactly what that is. Yeah, so I was actually diagnosed with hemophilia when I was born. Um, we had a family history of it, so my mom had two uncles with with the condition, but uh, they had both passed away before I was born. Um, so she just knew that she was supposed to have me tested when I was born, um, but didn't really know what that meant. So when the diagnosis came back that I had hemophilia, it was, I think, pretty scary for her and my, my dad, um, just the uncertainty. And when I was born, uh, the diagnosis looked, you know, it looked a little more bleak, I guess you would say, than, than it does now. Just the treatment was a lot different. We were just coming out of the HIV, hepatitis C kind of uh, era. Sure. Um, so they were just really unsure, like what that, what my future held. But, um, you know, growing up, I've always known I had hemophilia. So it's always been a part of my life. Um, and it definitely had its struggles and a lot of ups and downs, especially in my early childhood, trying to like not feel different or, you know, not feeling normal. Um, and that was, that was tough. Um, and lots of, uh, uh, struggles with bleeds and, um, just, you know, uh, some bullying with, with kids at school. Um, so oh. I'd be on crutches one day with, a, with a bleed trying to stay off of it. And they, you know, two days later, I wouldn't be on one and they were calling me a faker and, you know, right. just kind of tough trying things. To get attention, um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is like the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> of course. I didn't want attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I, I would still say that I had a pretty normal childhood. You know, my parents encouraged me to play sports, well, play baseball, and um, I fell in love with that. And, you know, just didn't really, I tried not to think about my hemophilia that much growing up. It's, it sounds like you just tried to live as normal a life as you could. And you were physically active, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes, you know, maybe too too physically active and I'd get like an injury and you know, you know, have a bleed or something and have to like sit out or I wouldn't tell my mom when I had a bleed, so then it would get really bad <laughs> and we'd yeah. end up in the hospital or something. But yeah, mostly normal and yeah, just try to live my life, you know, just be active. Uh time out one second. Who's Shannon Hickerson? She's with our PR team. She helps set this up. She wants to be admitted to the room. Should oh, I we can accept her. She's a decent human. Is yeah, she? she okay. <laughs> I didn't know. If was, like, who is this person? Okay. Should I introduce her? Or oh, we'll just... Fair. Hey, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. I'll wait till she connects. I'll just edit this out. <laughs> Maybe she's... Sure, taking... she'll probably hang in the back anyway. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we have Shannon uh, standing by. She's a PR rep. So I want to... Patrick, how did the two of you meet? Uh, hemophilia, so I have hemophilia as well, and uh, for, for better and for worse, it's a small town. So 
I knew Chris as the Mountaineer with Hemophilia and he knew me as the producer with Hemophilia. Um, so when he had this idea for how we could use the climb of Everest in particular to shine a light, shine a light not just on this incredible accomplishment for someone with hemophilia, but also Chris's mission to bring attention uh, to the disparity of care within hemophilia globally. I just thought the concept was incredible and it, uh, he had me instantaneously. So yeah, he asked for a meeting and he had me from Jump Street. You know, for people that are watching this or listening to this, I'm thinking, you know, obviously people can obviously feel very down having this disorder. Uh, I would imagine once you found this, you know, outlet for you, Chris, it must have been amazing. And, and you as well, Patrick, you know, knowing, hey, we can do a lot more things than we thought we could. Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, for me, you know, finding ways to be active with my hemophilia and then combine that with connecting with a community of, uh, of other people that have had the same struggle is what really helped me accept my condition and, and really, you know, think of it more for the positives that it's given me in my life instead of the negatives. But uh, sure. it's been a long, long journey for that. Um, and I guess, you know, meeting Patrick and like connecting with him to do this project has been like really special to, you know, uh, two people with hemophilia chasing very different dreams, but chasing dreams nonetheless has been really cool. And what's fun for me is I could never do what Chris has done. My, my body physically could never climb Mount Everest, but because of this project and chiefly because of Chris's willingness to really let the whole global community be a part of this with him, I feel like I have gotten to do it. Like I've, I've gotten as close as I'll ever get. And it has yeah. less to do with directing the film and more to do with Chris's mission. That's amazing. So without giving too much away, could you share some details of the film for the listeners? Oh, I'd be happy to, yeah. So um, when, when the film opens, we catch up with Chris as he's on Mount Everest. And we learn uh, pretty early on in the film that Chris is a mountaineer who's attempting to climb the seven summits, the highest mountain on each continent. And while we're with him on the Everest climb, we go back and look at what led to the climbs that preceded it. We take a look ahead at the climb yet to come um, and really look at his life as a person with hemophilia to learn not just how hemophilia impacted him physically, emotionally, psychologically, uh, financially, so how it affected his wife, his mom and dad, uh, his friends and all of the relationships around him. And I mention that because I think when you have, hemophilia is a rare disease, but in total rare diseases are, one in 10 people have a rare disease in the United States in total. And chronic conditions are even more common. And I think so much of what Chris and I experienced growing up, though it be with hemophilia, is really common for people who are managing some kind of chronic illness or chronic disorder over time. So I think Chris's story, while it is a story of someone with hemophilia doing something extraordinary, it's my hope, and so far I've gotten the feedback that um, reinforces this, that people will really see themselves in Chris and the people in his life. That, yes, this is an extraordinary moment, and I say this with all love, Chris, but we're just two regular guys. Like, it, it, it's, it's an extraordinary moment, but I think a lot of people will see themselves in this story. And I want to add to that, you know, here you are talking about this film in a pandemic, and perhaps there are people who have other conditions but your message is relatable. Very Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yes, we, are, it, we get into some of the health disparities and some of the hardships that exist with hemophilia. That is a part of the 80-minute film. 
but it's an inspiring, hopeful, empowering film. So I think the point you make about the pandemic is really important because I know I'm looking for content that is lifting me up and giving me reason to hope and reminding me of the beauty all around us in the world. Our film takes you across all seven continents. Right. Um, I haven't really left my house recently, so I do think it has a lot to offer anyone who's interested in films. You bet. Um, Chris, tell me what it was like making the film for you. Uh, you, you know, when I reached out to Patrick about making the film, I don't, I don't know if I, what I thought was the experience was going to be like, but, uh, you know, Patrick kind of, uh, really early on in the process, uh, said, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it and be, we're going to get into like some stuff. We're going to be really open and honest about everything. Um, and he, you know, he asked a lot of hard questions that, you know, I don't think I'd ever like really spoken about, uh, out loud before. Um, and so that was interesting to like open up about those feelings on a camera knowing that other people were going to hear about it. Um, so that was tough. And then, you know, on the mountain, uh, I was the one that was filming with my guide, Ryan and Tashi, um, one of the Sherpas we were climbing with. And so we had that responsibility too, which was really interesting because I am not tech savvy at all. So, you know, <laughs> I was really nervous about messing things up and uh, it just added another layer of like, you know, nerves to the process, which was interesting. I would imagine it made all the difference that because both of you have hemophilia, there's no one else you would want to have made the film with, Chris. Yeah, you know, that's actually why I reached out to Patrick about this film was because uh, he was a guy with hemophilia that understood the story um, and he was chasing his dream and he got it. And uh, we, you know, when I explained the vision to him about how we could use this to build awareness for people in other countries, he like got it right away. And it was, it was just really cool to, you know, and I didn't even like give any input in the editing process really of the movie. I just let him do it and trusted him. And it's great. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. What would you like people to take away from the film? Um, there's a few a few things. Um, one, I'd love for people to understand what hemophilia is um, because it is rare, rare, rare disorder. Um, and uh, uh, also, you know, about the drastic disparity in, in care around the world. I think that's really important to me as the executive director of Save One Life, which this film highlights. Um, but I'd also like people to, you know, just take away that, you know, it, you know, find something that you're passionate about in your life. And, and, you know, set some goals and just start moving towards them because it's amazing how far you get literally. Um, you know, I, I, you know, several years ago, dreaming of that we'd be finally to this point. Um, it would just seem so far away. And now that we're actually getting to celebrate it, it's, it's tremendous. It's awesome. What about you, Patrick? Yeah, I certainly second everything that Chris just said. Um, and I think, too, I, I, I'm excited about hemophilia and rare disease having a face like Chris's on it. You know, when we think of rare disease or even historically hemophilia, the images that come to mind, the stories that come to mind, they're generally not terribly positive. And this is an extraordinarily positive story. You know, to Chris's point, yes, there's a disparity that we're bringing attention to and needs to be addressed. That is also true. But this is a story about someone doing something that is truly a once in a lifetime moment that we were able to capture um, and share with an entire global community. So I, I hope people can um, take some of the empowerment and inspiration from this. And to Chris's point about finding a passion, then take that energy and put it towards something that will keep them driving forward in the same way that mountaineering kept Chris driving forward and filmmaking keeps me driving forward. You know what's really amazing too? Because I'm thinking about what you're both saying. 
is that right now, you know, so many people are out of work, they're home, you know, they're looking for different opportunities, they feel uninspired. And then you have high school kids, you know, younger kids. I think this is a great message for them because they might be going through something health-wise, you know, personal, and it's a great message about what can be, what can come of something like this. I think so. Yeah, I definitely think so. And I know Chris and I both have done a, a fair number of engaging with uh, teens and young people with bleeding disorders through virtual events, that, you know, great. conferences that went virtual the last number of months. And I think that's absolutely true. The, the, it's an odd time for everybody, but particularly for a young person who had a different vision of what these few incredibly important years would be for them. It's, it's a funky time. So I think being able to remind them, hey, life is funky and there are all kinds of challenges. Well, yes. Look at what this guy was able to accomplish. Look, look who he met. He met his partner. Look at the doctors that he was able to work with to develop a plan. Look at the partners he was able to meet to make his dreams come true. Like you can do all of that. If you set your, to Chris's point, if you set your mind to it and keep going, pandemic or otherwise, you can do it. It just may take a little bit more energy right now. And perhaps you can get that by being inspired from Bombardier Blood. So let me ask you both before we wrap up, because my show is called Get the Funk Out. I always love to hear, especially right now in a pandemic, what do you both do to take care of yourselves, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally? What, what are you doing? And we'll start with you, Chris. Ah, uh, that's, that's been interesting because uh, I think I've had to like rediscover some of that, um, just, just not leaving the house as much. And, uh, you know, what, I, what I've really found to, to be helpful right now is uh, I've started to do like more of a routine as far as like meditation and yoga every morning to just try and start off in a good headspace. Um, I noticed like when I woke up and I just put the news on or something oh, that it would just set it. me off in the wrong, wrong direction. Yeah. So I've like been moderating how much news input I've had um, and then just really like making sure I do get outside and and even if it's just walking my dog several times a day like making sure I get outside no matter what if it's raining doing whatever just like keeping my body active in some sort of way has been really important uh, and then I've been trying to read a lot more too um, there's been all these stories that I've wanted to catch up on and so I'm like all right this is a good opportunity to like sit you know in my back patio and like read a book. Definitely. Um, so yeah, just trying to get inspired in different ways right now. What about you, Patrick? I too have found great relief from walking the dog and making sure I'm getting enough time outside. Living in Los Angeles, my wife and I are only a few miles away from the ocean. So we've also tried to make use of uh, ocean walks and just seeing, again, seeing the ocean, seeing nature and being reminded <laughs> that there's more to life than quarantine. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'd say that. And then I also have to say the NBA coming back for me has been a godsend. I'm a big basketball <laughs> fan. So I'm, uh, I'm sitting happy today, day two of the playoffs. Excellent. All right, you guys. So where can people find out more about you and the film? Uh, I'll speak for the film. And then Chris, I'll let you uh, talk, about, talk about yourself. Bombardierblood.com is the easiest place. That's where the links are to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles. Links to get the film on iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, Google Play, and everywhere else that it is. Bombardierblood.com. Or if you search the hashtag Bombardierblood, you're likely to bump into either one of the properties or me or Chris. Fantastic. What about you, Chris? Um, so I'm really bad at this because I can never remember what <laughs> the handles are called, but <laughs> I'm like Adventures of a Hemophiliac on most of the platforms, I think. Um, and, but more importantly, I'd love people to follow Save One Life on Instagram, Facebook, all those too. Um, that's the organization that I'm the executive director of now and all these climbs were fundraisers for. So I'd love for people to check that out uh, at saveonelife.net. 
um, if they have any interest. Fantastic. Thank you both so much. I've really enjoyed this and congratulations on your film. Thank you Thank so you. much. Okay. Appreciate it. Have a great day.